If you're working in healthcare in Australia, particularly in a hospital setting, you know the feeling. Clunky processes, siloed information, inefficiencies, and generally just a lot of mess. And we all know the promise that digital health can fix all of that. But I mean, what does that look like? And how does that happen? And how can we shift technology from being the cause of inefficiencies, silos and anxiety to be the solution of these things and more, and hopefully in the end provide better patient outcomes. Well, today I'm speaking to Graeme Osborne from Telstra Health about this topic and a lot more. In this session, we're going to cover digital health as an industry, what's been promised, what's actually been delivered, and we'll explore Telstra Health's approach to digital health and how it creates better results for consumers and clinicians. Let's make it happen, Team Health Tech. Welcome to Talking Health Tech with Peter Birch, a podcast featuring conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Graeme Osborne. Graeme joined Telstra Health as head of digital hospitals and connected health in 2019. In the past, he's led large scale digital projects, including the rollout of the New Zealand National eHealth Program, which has given more than one third of citizens access to their health information online. He's an experienced CIO in both the public and private sectors and has held ministerial appointments in the New Zealand government. Also in a voluntary capacity, Graham's dedicated to increasing the uptake and value of broadband across the community, which has seen him work in education, health and telecommunications industry reform. Hey, Graham, how are you going? Good morning. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. And it's great to do it in person as well in the studio again. So looking forward to delving all into it and exploring the concepts around digital health and the benefits it brings and everything in between. Firstly, I only gave a little bit of an intro about you, a bit of a snippet. So tell us a bit more. Graeme, tell us about yourself. Yeah, thanks. You've given it away. I'm a Kiwi. <laughs> and look, I've been a digital health leader now for over 20 years. Kicked off in a private hospital environment in New Zealand and then got in the wider hospital, public hospital environment and all the way through to leading out the model for digital health in New Zealand. But I'm over here in Australia and really enjoying it and very excited about the vision that we have at Telstra Health and I'm here to make a difference. Fantastic. So let's get into it then. And you touched on it in the intro a little bit, but a bit about the promise of digital health and where we're at with that. Have you got some thoughts around what the benefits of and the promise of digital health is and why that hasn't really occurred? Firstly, we've got to acknowledge all the wonderful effort and work that's gone in. And there's been some amazing projects and outcomes of digital health, but it certainly hasn't met all the potential that we were hoping for. And I think fundamentally, there's a couple of key issues. One is we don't focus on the people enough. The clinicians have to change their practices. The patients want to see their data. If banking worked the way health does right now, we'd be very, very upset. So there is a gap there in the people side. And on the other side, the tech has just got to be made much easier. The security's got to be built in. It's got to come out of the box and it's got to work every time. And that's what I'm passionate about. And we've got some great opportunities. It makes a lot of sense at a high level and a conceptual, but we're in the position that we're in now because there's doing of healthcare that needs to be done. But what are some of those barriers or the reasons that we're in this position where it feels like there's so much more that could be done in terms of digital health? I think one of the things is passionate people want to have a solution. They want to think of a digital problem and go and buy a piece of software or a hardware and solve that problem. It's just not the way we need to think about it. An example at Prince of Wales Hospital right now, we've brought three different solutions together in order to solve the problem of outpatient referral management. And we started with one clinic, 
We had to retrain clinicians on how to use their software. And now we've got 18 clinics going. And that's the exciting part. You get solutions working well. People tell people how good it is. Becomes the way they then start to operate. Oh, interesting. And so is that the approach that Telstra Health you take then? Is that pulling together solutions and make it a bit more cohesive? The first thing we bring straight away is that security, privacy and uh, resilience to make sure the solutions will work. And then in almost every case, you need to bring solutions together, existing solutions inside the hospital, other solutions in the community and the new modules that we can bring to tie it all together. Okay. And so how does that actually bring better results for those stakeholders, both from the patient side, the consumers and for the clinicians, those delivering the healthcare? We'll use that example in the outpatients again. Unfortunately, before our solution, the hospital didn't actually know how many outpatient visits and patients they had. They just knew they were very, very busy, had a lot of phone calls, had a lot of people either coming or missing their appointments. Now they have a full view digitally of all of their patients going through the outpatient processes. They understand what they're up to. They understand which ones are using the digital notifications on their smartphones. They understand which ones they have to follow up because they're still using the paper-based approach. They just have a full picture of their population that they're working with. Got it, okay. So, Graeme, I've seen some of the industry press around about the Kira platform and the work that's been done there. Tell us a little bit more about that. We're really excited about our Kira digital hospital platform. It brings together all of our capabilities in an integrated whole and it allows us to work with our customers and apply those from the cloud as the customers need them. But probably what we're also incredibly excited about is it gives a platform for other software to come and plug into our Kera platform. And in that Kera platform partnership approach, we can bring a range of additional components into the health system in Australia. And so for someone that's trying to understand where it fits in into the broader ecosystem, so it integrates in with the existing solutions or it's a replacement of, or how does that kind of work? You've just described the world we live in. <laughs> so we run a hospital using the Kera platform. So the Northern Beaches Hospital, 2,000 clinicians sign into that every day, put their clinical notes into it and have a safe and efficient experience for patients. We're at that level. But as I mentioned, at Prince of Wales, we run a very small outpatients process for 18 clinics. So everything in between. And the one consistent is we have to integrate into something else. We have to integrate the Kera platform into a large American hospital system. We have to integrate it into the New South Wales health system or any other state-based system. We connect it to my health record and also to my gov in order to support the government's policies. Think of it as an integration connection hub platform and our own modules that we can then run a hospital or a part of a hospital. And it's cloud-based as well, did you say? Cloud comes off the Telstra network and it's great because it means the IT team in a hospital is already busy, they're already under pressure, they don't need to be involved in this other than the connection and making sure the security works very, very well. Every healthcare setting is going to have a different problem to solve. I guess you could scale it up at a meta level and say everyone wants to be able to deliver more efficient healthcare and better patient outcomes. But then you take that specific example that you talked about, that might not be the same problem that another hospital or healthcare system is facing. How do you deliver, especially for Telstra Health, larger scale organisation and doing things in a more systemised way, how do you scale that type of service to these types of companies? Scale is what we think about, but you've got to solve every problem along the way. You've got to think small, but scale large. So that's that point that we bring a modular integrated approach. We have a whole lot of capabilities and wonderful people who get alongside clinicians and patients and hospital management to solve that end-to-end problem. And we just love the work we do. We're passionate about it. But it is a maturity model. You don't solve everything day one. 
you've got to pick off the things that are going to work and create the most value, and then you've got to work at it over time because the clinicians and the patients and the management have to come on this journey, and that's what we're passionate about. We love taking people on the journey of what it means to go digital. And some people might not be totally familiar with the name of Telstra and the involvement in Telstra Health, and some more than others would be across the types of services and everything that's performed within the industry. But when we say you bring together all these bits and pieces, what are those and like those core competencies that Telstra Health bring to these types of problems? Well, firstly, Telstra Health, when it was set up, brought together digital companies right across the continuum of care pharmacy and general practice, all the way through to hospitals. And also people may be aware we run the National Cancer Registry for bowel and cervical cancer screening. So we play a part in all parts of the ecosystem that you could call as the health system. And then we've really focused in specifically on hospitals and regional and rural and remote to bring some of those capabilities together to solve this maturity problem. Because this is not going to be solved in one step. This is a whole new way of thinking about how to operate a health system effectively and efficiently. And Telstra Health obviously providing services and support in all those different areas, both in terms of the technology and almost the consulting or the advice around it as well. Are there opportunities though for other industry players to then partner with Telstra Health and deliver some of these services as well? Great question. So one of the things we just launched in the last couple of weeks is our digital hospital platform approach. And that very much is bringing those capabilities, but bringing other capabilities to bear. So some people might have heard of some of the big American software companies that run our hospitals, digital hospitals. We connect to them, but we also bring some of the smaller companies into our platform that enables some really exciting things to happen inside the hospital walls. And a lot of those organizations and startups and scale-ups and everything in between would be listening to this episode and thinking, well, you know, how they can work with Telstra Health in solving some of these problems together. Is there a pathway for these types of companies to do that? We've got a clinical innovation program, we call it. We are very focused on the clinical side of it, and it's all based around data. Once we get the base level foundations in place and we're able to access the data with our customers and with our partners, then we can start to introduce some innovation. And things like AI, we're doing a piece of work at the moment around between the flags, trying to make that a smarter solution in order to alert clinicians when a patient is deteriorating. Really exciting work and we're working with a two-team clinical IT team in Sydney to do that. Tell me more about that. I didn't quite get the between the flags thing, but tell us a bit more. Between the flags, it's a very Australian concept. It's about observations and there's a range up to 30 different observations of a patient in a hospital who is unwell. And what happens between the flags is if any of those elements, those measures fall out of the flags, then a doctor needs to be called. What we found is that many, many times the doctor's called and it's not an urgent issue. Or the opposite can happen. Doctor's busy, doesn't get to the case. This AI solution refines it Make sure if a message goes to a doctor, there are very clear reasons why the AI alerting has asked the doctor to intervene, and we think it's a better model, and that's what we're testing out. And AI generally then, in terms of healthcare and the role of of AI in healthcare, have you got a view on the role that it plays over a longer period of time? I come back to the point, AI is brilliant, but it's all about the data. So if you don't have the data to both start the AI model and then refine it over time, you have a challenge. In healthcare, we're seeing awesome AI starting to come with things like radiology and pathology where there's lots of data that we've collected historically. But in the future, we need to collect more data about the patient experience in order to add some really interesting alerting and decision support. So thinking then about digital health 
more broadly, if there was an aspect of digital health that you could change, what would that be? I know it's going to sound strange, but the big thing for me is get the data in the hands of the clinicians and the patients. Now, I say that really openly with a lot of awareness. In order to do that, you've got to solve a lot of other issues, and I've mentioned things like security, privacy, etc. So you need an incredibly robust solution, and that's where Telstra Health has so many skills and capabilities. But just keep focusing on, I need the data in the hands of the patient and the clinician. That's how a health system will work best. What will that enable? Getting the information into the hands of the patients and clinicians, I could hazard a guess that from a clinician's side, it's to be able to make more informed decisions around the healthcare, but what about from a patient side of things as well? Health is a very personal experience for all of us, including clinicians and the workforce, as well as patients and loved ones. What you find is the health system is this huge, challenging operational issue of getting patients' care prioritised correctly to those people who need it the most. What you find is when you give data to patients, they do a better job at understanding, one, if it's accurate, two, what they need to do, and three, when they need help. And if you do that, all of a sudden your health system can align to the way the patient's engaging with you and the way that the clinicians then support them. And you get a more efficient health system. You get the energy going to the right people. So building on that then a bit further, thinking around access to information for patients, there's a lot of concern that some people can raise around if patients have access to information and their own health information can then be interpreted in one way and then they might take a path around trying to deliver their own kind of healthcare or Googling for things and then finding the wrong pathway and then ultimately receiving less optimal healthcare. Are there risks and concerns around giving patients access to more health information in a more timely manner? I think we all need to acknowledge that people have got that access today. They are already Googling things. They take their scripts home and Google what it is on their medications that they've been given. What we need to think about is that the health system's already well set up to manage some patients who might react in the way that isn't helpful for themselves. But the vast majority of people, let's call it 80-20 rule just for simplicity, do the right thing. Do the right thing, use their data to engage better with their clinicians. And the one that I think really a lot about is people who have a long-term chronic condition that they're managing. If you can let them have their data, they become a partner of the clinician. And we've got research that shows they will have a better outcome over time than someone who is only relying on the clinician to engage with them. Taking a different path then from a patient side of things, the healthcare provider generally that's caring for a patient on a day-to-day is in primary care, is the general practice. And from your side, we've talked a little bit, I guess, conceptually around hospital and tertiary care and the acute side of things. Bringing those things together to be able to provide a more holistic kind of healthcare, often in conversations, whether it's at summits or conferences or whatever, a lot of people talk around that divide between the acute care and then the primary care. Bringing those two things together, have you got some thoughts around that? The biggest reflection between New Zealand and Australia is New Zealand has advanced a lot further down that path. And a couple of really simple concepts. One is all of these wonderful doctors, wonderful clinicians, all went through the same med schools together. They used to be colleagues. So these divides that occur are put on them. They're not what they really want. The second thing to realise is that the interface between them is very clear. It's things like referrals when general practitioners refer to a specialist or a hospital. And what we found in New Zealand is we just needed to get all of those clinicians in a room and agreeing what the referral requirements were going to be. So they put pressure on each other in a good way to say, well, look, as long as you do all the workups in primary you need to do, then I'm very happy to have them referred to me and let's use common information and common terms so we understand what each other has done. 
and it becomes more of a partnership model. Now, of course, things like funding, organisational institutions, et cetera, get in the way of that. But you've got to give the clinicians every opportunity to work together in partnership. And so it sounds like then the things within our control, in a sense, comes back to that point you made before around the access to data and being able to make those connections, building on that. For clinicians to partner together across those boundaries that we know well, they need a common set of information to be able to work. They also need a really smart way of communicating with each other. And when alerting occurs, if there's an issue, they all want to be alerted and they need to know who's going to respond in certain circumstances. So like any team, you actually need to feed the team with information to make them successful. And I don't know if we put enough focus on that here in Australia. Thinking then about the advice that you'd give for, say, stakeholders working within the Australian digital health space, there's a broad range of stakeholders involved in digital health in Australia, but from your own experience across New Zealand, but also in Australia as well, what advice would you give to those working within this space? The first thing is go and seek out the passionate people who have done digital health successfully, because that's a growing group of people. They are really good at their jobs. Telstra Health has many of those people, but there are many, many others right through the industry. Seek them out, find out what works, get involved in their projects, get the learning, and then head off on your own path. And the second one is just follow the patient experience. Think of your auntie, think of your child, think of you going through the health system and ask the question, what information would you expect to have or would you expect your doctor to have or your nurse to have? And when you answer that question, it gets you into the right mindset about how to do digital health well. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? In healthcare generally, we're all patients and we're all related to people who are patients. And sometimes it can feel like you're operating in two different worlds. There's the reality side of things and then we make decisions around the same environment, but from an, an external view. So it's simple advice, but really effective is you know picturing yourself in that situation. Building then on that and thinking around the future of digital health, what does the future of digital health look like, assuming that we get some of these things right? It's incredibly exciting. We mentioned AI and other technologies coming over the hill. You're going to have more devices, more wearables. The data is going to be richer. But we've got to get these foundations right. So I'm looking for more people to get involved in getting the foundations right and getting the information securely and with the right privacy conditions in the right hands of people. And then all of these amazing technologies will have somewhere to connect and somewhere to use. So yeah, really exciting. And if anyone's thinking of a career change, Digital health is a growing area and something we've got to continue to improve. Amazing. And thinking then about the bits of the foundation that we need to get right, are there some specific areas that are more immediate that can be focused on that can start make some progression in that space? Yeah, I think so. We talked earlier about innovation that comes from smaller companies and medium-sized companies. We're working very much with the government and with state-based organisations to create an ecosystem so that's what our platform plays. So with the Cara platform, which is our digital hospital platform, it's about allowing some of these edge cases and exciting technologies to be brought in and adopted inside the health system. I think anyone that goes for a huge project over 10 years at a billion dollars, you've really got to look at that and ask the question whether that's the right approach. I think that's a good way to round it out and I'll put some details for the Kiara platform and for all the other work that's being done at Telstra Health in the show notes of this episode on the website too so people can check it out in their own time. Graham, I really appreciate your time and coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks, Peter. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the show. Check out talkinghealthtech.com to connect with other people in our community and to learn more about the Australian health tech industry.
Also, make sure you hit subscribe on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode and share this episode with a few people who need to hear it. Now go make it happen.